When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of In My Life. Um, this is a show that we do where we bring on a Liverpool supporter. Mostly, most of the time it's people that have done podcasts with us or watch the podcast or listen to the podcast to talk about their three favourite moments supporting Liverpool. This is the third episode, and with me tonight is Peter Jones. Peter, how are you, my man? Uh, I am good. I've had a busy day, but um, I'd rather that than uh, just be sounding me sweet all day. Good, good, busy days. Um, busy days, not to be knocked, not to be knocked. Nope. Um, yeah, look, we've done this. This is our third episode. It's uh, the first was Matt, the second was Conrad, and now Peter has his turn. I've asked Peter not to rob any of the um, bits that the two lads done before him, but I don't know what he's going to pick. So, um, without further ado, what is your first favourite Liverpool moment supporting the Reds? Okay, my first moment, um, which I think this might be um, everybody's first moment, is their first game. Now, mm-hmm. I'm a, I think I'm a similar age to you, Gav, so I'm 38, 39 this year. Um, similar enough. It's similar enough. And uh, my first game, believe it or not, was in 1992, where my mother took me to my first game. Uh, and that was against Spartak Moscow in the European Cup Winners' Cup. Well, okay. Um, so, uh, just let me tell you a little bit about what me mum used to do. Eight years of age? In around that? Uh, about nine, I eight, think. Nine? Yeah, 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 nine. Okay. Um, and um, she always told me, because my mum's always been my biggest sort of um, red influence. Mm-hmm. Um, always been to the game with her. Um, and... Um, she used to go to European Cup finals. My, my earliest memory was, I think it was about, I might have been three and I can't, I don't understand how I remember this, but I, I remember we were in the house and I remember uh, Michael Thomas scoring his second goal for Arsenal and then my mum making a noise. I think it was about three or four. And I said, mum, what does this mean? She went, it means we've lost the league. So wasn't it when, that was when we mm-hmm. lost 2-0 two nil, two nil to Arsenal, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that would have made me 89, so six, maybe five or six. Um, anyway, so we would go to the Arkles first, even though I was young, obviously just having a Coke and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we would, um, go to the Everpool diner, which I think goes to both Goodison and Liverpool, hence the name, the Everpool. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'd always say that nah, we've, we've, we've got to have an Everpool before we go. Cause obviously she's been years before me. So I had this massive, great big hot dog, uh, the onions on it. Uh, I, I can remember the first, first bite of it going, Oh, this is belting this. So then we, so then we, we finished all that and we do all the pre-match rituals. And then we, um, I remember getting through the turnstiles. Um, and it was, uh, it was obviously an evening game. I think it was a Wednesday night. 
Uh, and I just remember, I know everyone says this, and it's a bit of a cliche, but walking up them steps and seeing the lights on the pitch. You would, know, it been, would it have been Cup Winners' Cup? Uh, I think it was the Cup after Winners' winning, Cup, after yeah. After winning the FA Cup in in the, uh, in 92. I think, but bearing in mind, I, I, I was nine at this point. Mm. And now, I, I, I have had a little look at the team that was on that day, mm-hmm. uh, just to refresh my memory, because I, I, I was... I was convinced Robbie Fowler was in there, but he wasn't. Right. I think that might have been might have been a bit 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 too young. Um, but do you, can can you remember any of the team? Um, Ninety two. Grobbler in goal. No. Oh, Mike Hooper in goal. Mike Hooper in goal. Yes, okay. correct. Um, oh yeah, because Mike Hooper plays during that Cup Winners Cup campaign. I think. I think that's the year we played Genoa. And Branco scores a brilliant free kick against us. Now, I could be wrong, but I do remember Branco scoring a belt and free kick for Genoa against us um, around that period. Um, Mulby was still knocking about, 92. He wasn't in the team that day. Yeah, he was, not, was Michael Thomas in the team? Michael Thomas was in the team, yeah. The Mac only Manaman? one that surprised Matt Manaman was in there. The Burns. only one that surprised uh, No, Redknapp was the only one that surprised me. Okay. Redknapp well, signed for Liverpool in 91. All right. He signed for Liverpool in 91. Um, I'm surprised Barnes wasn't there. Well, he wasn't in the starting lineup. He might have, he might have come out. I've just literally just looked at the starting lineup. Yeah, but then again, that could have been around the time where he gets his injury, isn't it? He does, he, does, he does his Achilles. And he could have been out at that time. I'm trying to think of the 92 FA Cup final. Um, was Saunders still knocking about? Saunders would have been not. Saunders plays in the FA Cup final. Um, Rush, Rush was on. Rush was on. I, um, one of our most Mark Wright. famous. Mark Mark Wright was there in the centre back, and Rob Jones was left back. One of our best left backs. Yeah, Mark Wright. Um, Jesus, I'm, I'm running on names. I'm being honest with you. Well. Well, to, to be honest, even though it was my earliest memory, that most of the game, I just remember it being a bit back and two, and we almost had a couple of um, uh, chances to score. But, I mean, I was nine. I mean, I was more overawed with um, just being there, the lights, the pitch, um, seeing the players, hearing the crowd, hearing you'll never walk alone. And you had the standing uh, cop at the time. Uh, I, I, I believe so. Um, yeah. but I, don't, I don't think we were in the cop, but I believe the flag was still going over the cop at that point. Yeah. Standing Cop didn't didn't go away till ninety four, ninety four, ninety five, I think. So you, well, would, just, you would have had to stand in cop as well. I just remember looking over and 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 remembering the flag going over and thinking I really want to be underneath that. And I only yeah. ever, I was only ever underneath it once, and yeah. that was the last the last game with my mum, which I believe might have been. I was only in the cop. Yeah, I think it was West Ham, and it was about six years ago. But I mean. With my mum being my biggest influence in in supporting the Reds, um, she's been to um, all manner of cup finals. She went to the Owen Cup finals. She went to the Alaves 2001. Uh, I believe she went to the one in Cardiff where Robbie Fowler scored. Mm. So, um, cup final against she, Birmingham. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, I just, uh, yeah, she was she was the one that's that's made me a Red and they made me understand about being a Red. And she was my biggest sort of. Uh, I don't know, biggest influence in that, but the only one thing I'll say about as much as I love her now, she's a bit of a turncoat because she's gone to the MotoGP. Okay. 
<laughs> she's gone to the MotoGP now, so I talked to her about 14 hours, and she's like, oh, did we win? I'm like, oh, behave, will you? Yeah. Okay. You, you, you brought me here, and now you've, uh, now, and now you've turned your back. But so I don't she's turned her back on football for the MotoGP. I wouldn't say turned her back fully on football. She still watches it. She watches the she watched the European Cup final. We were texting with that, um, but uh, yeah, well, I think she she remembers the, the the footy that it used to be. And, and I think I think I heard her once say that it's 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 not the same. But you know, you you can't fault her. She's done her time, and yeah. she's been to so many cup finals. She has done her time. In fairness, um, we, look, the two lads that were being on before you on this spoke about the first games at Anfield. I'm sure it'll be a trend as we go through this series. Yeah, yeah. And we so. try to get number seven, eight, nine, and ten to come on and, and tell their bit. But you just said something there, and I only said it, it might have been last week to Con- Conrad, where I said it doesn't really matter if you're eight, nine, ten years of age, or you're 30, 40, or fifty years of age. When you walk into Anfield, and you know you walk, you walk in, and you like, like even going back to where because. Conrad is Conrad was only uh, about ten years ago. Um, Matt's was only this year because he lives in yeah, Ontario yeah. in Canada. He lives thousands of miles away. Um, but then you're going back to ninety two, so ninety two would have had like um, the old Anfield Road end with all the mad color seats in it. It would have had yeah, yeah. the old main stand. It would have had um, the centenary stand. Yeah, it would have probably been up around then because that's the centenary year, isn't it? Um, you know, and then the cop is still standing. So it's actually a completely different Anfield that you see. And, you know, it's probably the pitch doesn't look as bright because the lights weren't as good back then. Whereas now when you go in at night time, it's just, well, it's lit up like, you know, uh, but it, it, it was, it was the best thing ever as soon as I walked up them stairs. Honestly, it was just, I, I, I can still remember it like it was yesterday. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I was hooked ever since. It's, I think it's brilliant to hear all these stories and, you know, when I do hear these stories, I always, I think back to, you You know, when you see all these great videos from the club themselves, where they're doing stuff yeah. around, they'll do stuff around Anfield. Like when they win the league, they do a brilliant video, and the European Cup, they do a brilliant video, and, you know, and, and um, even when even when you see a former player is, you know, re- reaches a certain age, and they do a little clip on them, and you see all the different clips of Anfield, and the one that always stands out to me is them, um, I think it's a BBC like a panorama program from the 60s and the guy is standing doing the report in front of the cop and the whole cop is swaying singing singing um still a black number i think and the beatles and you kind of go and you know and it was actually a piece that he do everyone would know it where it's that they're talking about the songs that are being sang by liverpool by liverpool on, on the cop and and you know how different it is from everywhere else and when you see when you see the progression through the years and you know, the stadium gets, you know, it's modernized as it goes. It's modern, it's modern enough in the nineties, in fairness. Um, and then it gets modernized again from 2015, I think, when you really see the, the new, the new main stand of 2016 when the new stand comes in. And, you know, now you've seen the Anfield roll in. And, you know, when the next 18 months you look and go, well, I remember the, like in, in 15 years time, people go, I remember the Anfield roll and it was only, two tiers and if you're at the back of it at the, the lower tier you couldn't see the game and stuff like that so um i love when people come on and they give me their first um their first game so thanks what for that. was your and, first game um my first game was around 94 yeah it was around 94 it was about 12 at the time because like nowadays i get on a plane and I can do, yeah. if I do it right, I can do Liverpool return. Like I, I went, 
the first day of the, the first day of the season, eighteen nineteen, Naby Keita's debut. I went. I flew to Liverpool and back with a hotel, one night in a hotel, match ticket, and I think it cost me about a hundred and sixty quid. You know, um, ridiculous. Like, and now you can do it. You, you do it right. You can get it for nothing. But back then, back in them days, like the early nineties, before the big boom came in Ireland, and um, mid nineties, like, it was a hard place to live in. You know, it's very similar to Liverpool. Very hard place to live in. Um, not a lot of people had a lot of money. So, but going to Liverpool was mad expensive, like yeah. crazy expensive. Like, you know, you'd be talking three hundred pounds. You know, just, and that was like, you were going on a boat for about eight hours. My first game was around 94. Um, and I can't even remember who it was against because I have an you, awful memory. Um, would you drive over on the boat? Or, or no, and, no, and, no. The, the first time, the first time I went to Anfield in 94, yeah, we went boat, but we didn't drive. Um, right. we went on a boat and, um, the boat actually, I think I went into Liverpool at the time. It was fairly close. We didn't do Hollyhead. Because I'd rem- I would have remembered the drive from Hollyhead. But I remember going, and it was definitely the boat. And it didn't feel like it was too long. And we actually stayed with, um, we stayed with people just outside Liverpool. We weren't a hotel in it. And the first one I properly remember going to was 98. And I think it was the ninth anniversary of Hill- Hillsborough because we played Palace. Lombardo was playing for them. And uh, David Thompson and... I think it's Leon Artson scores on the day. Um, but I always remember the Palace fans being brilliant. Um, you know, Liverpool fans were brilliant on that day, but that was the one I remember because I was about 16 then, so you remember more, you know, the sort of way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember the Palace fans being brilliant because they were terrible, P- Palace were. And Liverpool were singing Going Down at them and they were singing singing back, so are we, so are we, you know. But they just, they, they had good, they good banter and... and you know, I remember Palace laying, laying some wreaths at the, at the cop end for Hillsborough and stuff like that. So that's where it always sticks out in my mind. And I always remember wearing a bright orange jacket on the day in the upper centenary and hoping, you know, I might get seen on the telly here, you know. If the ball gets, <laughs> hoofed, you if the ball gets hoofed up in the air high enough and the camera follows it, you might see me <laughs> um, in the upper centenary. Um, but since then, just, I suppose, many games you can get to. You know, my, my, my wife... As a young, when she was not really interested in football now, I always asked how Liverpool did. Was was into United, you know? And I remember bringing her in two thousand and three to um. It's funny you say Sparta Prague because I have. I have Sparta at Moscow. It was you. Sorry. Well, then I went to see Sparta Prague in a Europa League game. I think in two thousand and three. Yeah, I think I remember it. Yeah. Um, I think it was a one nil game. It was a miserable night. Um. And we, I brought her, I was in, I actually ended up in the upper centenary and she ended up in the lower centenary and she watched it and she loved it. But now, like, no interest in Manchester United or nothing. Like, you know, she, she always says I ruined her, um, ruined football for her. But now it's always like, how did Liverpool do? How did you win? You know, but, but, but um, you know, just great. Uh, do you know what? I, th- I think the first time I went, I don't think it, I took her in properly. You know, no, it was, neither do I. It was, it was, alien. It was alien to me. Even at twelve, like to be going on a plane, you know, oh, yeah, you know, or going like the thoughts of going. Well, well, I went on boat, but the thoughts of leaving the country was alien to me. You know, the sort of way. Um, yeah, so yeah. it was kind of when you're going over, kind of oh, what's going on. This is a bit weird. And, um, but now, like I, I love people's memories of their first game at Anfield. And do you know what? I'd love to actually do something where I got all these people. Do you know what I might do at the end of this? Try find some footage of all these games you speak about and put them together. I'm. I'm 
see how where we can go. But listen, this isn't about me. You asked that question and I'm we've talked about <laughs> me. Um but no, very good memory. Second favourite, go for it. Okay, second favourite um is Liverpool four, Arsenal two, two thousand and eight Champions League oh, yes. quarter final. That's a belt. Okay. Yeah. Um I was there. Yeah. Um and uh I'd I'd been to every home game in that campaign. So I had been to uh, Porto at home, Marseille at home, and the 8 0 Besiktas, where we were all screaming for, We want nine, we mm. want nine, we want nine. Um, where um, Crouchy, I believe, scored that overhead kick. Mm-hmm. Off a of finish, um, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, now, there's a li- little, little mini story leading up to The only reason why I got all these home tickets was my mate at the time who. Um, his father owned a bar in uh, in Frodham where I live, and uh, he was getting pally with this uh, with this girl who worked at Liverpool and worked on the advertising hoardings. Right. So no um, names, no names, no names. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently he'd uh, he'd gone on a date with her and she'd made him a lasagna at home. Now I've no idea what that means, but after that night we all got tickets. So okay. Every time there was a home game, every yeah. time there was a home game, we we all went. So I'd been to all these up until this point. So I'm in I'm in the cop. So I'm in um, every game was the same row of seats because mm-hmm. she had the advertising hoard. So she had the same bank of I think about six or six or seven seats. Um, and um, the front two rows of the cop in Europe were always um, were always um, uh, covered up, weren't they, for safety? I believe. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we get in, uh, same rituals, we're in, um, and I remember Rainer gets beat at his first, at his near post for one year the Arby. Yes, yeah. correct. It's a great move by Arsenal, in fairness. Uh, well, the game was back in two up until then. It was a really, really good game because it was 1-1 from the first leg. Yeah, they, so I can't remember who scored for them in the fourth leg. I know Coit scores their equaliser. Jared does brilliantly, doesn't he, down the left-hand side. I can't remember who scores for them. I want to say, no, me neither. I want to say Adebayor, but I'm not too sure. I, w- I wouldn't commit. You know, if, if Chris Tarrant was asking me now, do I want to commit to that? I'd be saying, no, Chris. Um, I don't want to commit to Adebayor, but, um, I know quite definitely equalizes that, the Emirates. And yeah, it's a good goal from the Abbey. I think it is a good goal. Well, it's at the cop end, isn't it? So I yeah. see that, see that first goal. And, um, I remember Hippia scored a header from a corner to make it 1 1. Yeah, great header. It was. It was uh, similar to the one he scored against uh, Juventus. Yes. Well, the, when the, Lewis Garcia, when Lewis Garcia, uh, Lewis Garcia scores that absolute worldie for the yeah. second one. Well, the uh, one, the one against Juventus is a kind of back post volley which he controls really well. But that header, he comes off as man and is a fabulous oh, right. post. It's Fabregas yeah, yeah. on the post where he heads it and he, Fabregas just can't, can't get up high enough um, to yeah. get it in, and, and the place is rocking. Then, yeah. So then we get to half time, and then this is the moment I want to talk about. Uh, Torres 2 1 turns top of the 16 yard box on his right foot, pins it top corner. Do you remember mm. the goal? Yeah. yeah. So um, at this who's, point. Who's defending I, it? Who's, who's in defence for Arsenal? Who's the man he backs off? Is a, is a Seagan? Is Seagan still playing for Arsenal? I have a feeling there's a bald fella involved here. And it, it backs into Torres. Torres just turns him and lashes it in the top. And Mooney is in goal, isn't he? He lashes uh, he it is, into yes. the top corner, yeah. yeah. So at that point, um, you know where 
you see people that want to go and celebrate with the players who score the goal. Mm-hmm. So at that point, um, I kind of lost it a little bit. I jump over the two sets of seats in front of me that I covered and I go and run alongside of Torres as he's running away with his arms up to try and celebrate. And I remember this big steward just turned to me and just went, quick, two choices, back to your seat or out. And I went, uh, can I go back to my seat? And he went, now. So I go back to my seat, the whole cop uh, giving it, because I was the only one who jumped. And if you look um, on the YouTube video of that, I'm wearing a white um, uh, a white away top, and you can actually see me jump over the two sets of the seats and then go in and the camera cuts away. Yeah. So I'll go back to the seats. I'm going to have to check uh, that. Honestly, you can, and, and and that's me, hundred percent. And I go back, and then the couple like, it was like, yeah, that uh, that stewards are obviously expletives, but that stewards are, you know, he never lets us do that. That's why none of us do it anymore. So I go back, and then this girl says to me, um, "These are my seats. They're going to know they're my seats. You're never having a ticket off me ever again." And I say to her, "Look, I'm dead sorry. I just, I just, I lost my mind. I just wanted to go because it was such a good goal. I just, it was." No, never again. And I didn't get a ticket for the Chelsea at home in the yeah. semi final. You ruined it for yourself. I, I've never had a ticket offer since. Yeah. Well, there you go. Or lasagna. No, well, no, well. No, 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 no not lasagna either. I didn't, a, I didn't want to go that far either. It's a, it's a crazy game because Liverpool go 2 1 up and, yep. <laughs> you know, they're 3 2 up on aggregate. And then Walcott just decides he's going to run the length of the pitch. And squares yeah. the Adebayor and you know it's it's two two and you're like I don't fucking believe this and you can actually see Arsene Wenger on the Arsenal bench fist pumping as if he believes that that's yeah. it Arsenal have done the Give job the and, you know but we don't we, we we don't know it at the time but this is kind of the beginning of of Arsenal's downfall for me yeah you know what I mean like they've been in the European Cup final I think the, the year before. In, Bar- in Paris against Barcelona, 2006. This is 2006 7, isn't it? And they, um, they were beaten. Well, they have Jens Lehmann sent off. And I think. I want. They go in front. No, they go in front. They have Lehmann sent. They have Jens Lehmann sent off early in the game. So Campbell puts them one up. And I want to say. I want to say Larson comes on and has a huge influence on that European Cup final. And for some reason, I bet two in my head, but I could be wrong. I think Ludovic Giuli was playing for Arsenal at the time, or for Barca at the time. Um, but then again, at the other one is probably 2009 in Rome against United, where he toe pokes one through Van der Sar. I can't remember who scores for for um, Barcelona that day. I'll have to look it up. Um but this is the this is probably the beginning of the downfall for Arsenal because from here on in, they persevere doing the same thing every year. They're they're only they're moving they're only in the Emirates. That's the fourth season in the Emirates, I think. And mm-hmm. you know they're all of a sudden they can't buy this and they can't buy that, and they're he's scrounging around for cheap deals for players here and there. And you know you look at it now, Arsenal are eighteen years without a league title. You yeah. know, and this is only two years after the Invincibles. So you, you actually look at it and you think it's probably the last really good Arsenal side, um, two thousand six. The really, really good Arsenal side, you know. Um, but then remember we who go, gives away the penalty? We, huh? Do you remember who gives away the penalty for 
Um, I think it's um, I think it's uh, what's his name? Um, Torrey. It is against it is. Babel. Against Babel, yeah. yeah. It looks a bit soft, actually. Um, it is. And Gerard puts it away, and then Babel races clear late on. He does. Yeah, yeah, off Fabregas and, and, and slips it in. And, you know, it was a brilliant, brilliant night. It was one of the... Do you know what? It, it kind of gets lost in the great games, I think, from Anfield, because we've had 05 and 07 against Chelsea. Um, yeah. You know, we've had we've had Dortmund in 2016. We've had Barca, of course, in 2008. In 2019, um, there's, there's some brilliant, like even you go back and if you're talking about 92 and stuff. I think there's a game against Auxerre in Europe in 92 where we're, we're behind. Mark Walters, I think, gets a couple of goals and, and turns the game around. But there's been some, even there's one as well where we, we lose 3 0 away at Paris Saint Germain. And I think even Fowler's definitely playing in this one. And that's why I was wondering about Branco. Branco definitely scores against Tony um, Hooper. I, I'm, I'm going to go back and look up Genoa and Liverpool, to be honest with you. Um, but y- you look, um, you look back. Even there's one where Liverpool are three 0 down against Paris Saint Germain, and I think it's a cup winners' cup around '95, I think. And they win, they win the return like two 0 at Anfield, and they batter Paris Saint Germain. Like I mean, batter them. They go two 0 up. You think there's no way Liverpool aren't getting a tour here. And um, but I think that one, that one for Arsenal is kind of for me is lost in the great, great game. You see clips for every so often, you know, great European uh, nights and your stuff. But but it's kind of one that's not readily mentioned amongst yeah. amongst other ones. Maybe because it's a quarter final, I'm not too sure. But it was a great night, great, great night. Uh, it, it, it just I remember where I was and anyway watching it. Where were you? I was in, in um the same pub I watched the final in. Um. In, from 2005, I watched I watched the final in a pub close to me for the 2005 final, and I was in the same pub watching um, this quarter final. I remember who I was with. I remember I was in the beer garden and um, watching it, and the place was absolutely mental. But uh, yeah, that's um, that's a brilliant memory, I have to say. And I'm delighted you pick. I'm delighted you picked it. And um, look, it's your own fault for not getting tickets anymore. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Go on, last final memory. Okay, well, Our I, had bit, I, had of, I, I had um, uh, there was a couple I wanted to go for here, but um, I want to pay homage to. Um, this might be controversial for some people, but for me, growing up, uh, my favourite player was always Gerard because okay, I watched him from when he first came in um, to when he left. Mm-hmm. Um, but my most favourite player, or in my opinion, the best person to wear the number nine shirt um and it's the only only context i use the word god and it's robbie fowler yeah now the game i want to like to talk about is 1995 away to manchester united mm-hmm. so he's got blonde tips in his hair yeah and he's the only player I have ever seen. His first goal in that game, he hits an absolute rocket and puts Schmeichel, put Schmeichel on his ass. Mm. Schmeichel it's, it's... falls back with his hands in the air on the floor going, what the was that? Mm. His, his rocket of a left foot. Um, and for me, um, 
he was just a special, special player. And I'll never, ever, ever think of anybody else in the number nine shirt. We might have other great players and so on and so forth. But I know we had Ian Rush before my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rob, Robbie Fowler, for me, was just um, just awesome. And even in the same game, he took the piss and chipped. He took, took the piss out of Gary Neville mm-hmm. down the left and then chipped Smeichel for his second goal. Yeah. And uh, him and that game was just one I will always remember thinking, wow. What but a that's, player. That's, that's the game um, where Cantona returns off his ban. So, uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I think I might have the date wrong, but I think it's October the 1st, 1995. It's October. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I'm saying that, maybe, maybe it's not the 1st. What happens, Cantona gets the ban, right? He gets a nine-month ban or whatever it is, right? Or whatever amount of months he gets for the Kung Fu kick at Palace. The Kung Fu kick, yeah. Yeah. And basically what happens is we let's let's just say it's the first of October. It's probably not, it's probably the eleventh or the twelfth or whatever it is. But basically what happens is Sky moved the game from a Saturday, which would have meant he couldn't play, to ah, a yes. Sunday. Because it was the he it did, was yeah, the first yeah. day he would have been available. Cantona rocks up, um the whole of the Strefford end is full of French flags. Um, it's a re- I think it's a reduced capacity, though, because you know, they're doing major walks to Old Trafford. Um, if you actually look, I think I'm nearly sure, as you look at the camera, the far stand was was not even built, not half built, and there was only so many people in it. And they go in front, Nicky Buss scores for them in like the second minute, off a fucking Canton across. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then Fowler does that to, to Schmeichel. Where he just and it's brilliant from Fowler because he gets put down that inside left channel and Rush I think is playing up front from him and he looks at Rush and what he happens is Schmeichel like... sees that look and goes right will I position myself here and he smashes it he breaks the camera he breaks the camera on the yeah. middle stanchion um I, it was brilliant um the second one is great as well though the the pace and just the lean yeah. on Neville and like you said chips Michael they equalised through a. Cantona penalty, Redknapp, I think, fells gigs. And they equalise it's a two all game, but um on the light you brought up Robbie Fowler. Um it is it is it, yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit controversial because the man that's actually wearing number nine on the day is Ian Rush. Fowler wears twenty three on the day. But I know exactly yeah. where you're coming from. Like when you look at you know, um when you look at Torres, um you look at Rush um Fowler. I, I just think Fowler's the I think Rush is the best finisher we've ever had, but I think Fowler's the most natural we've ever had. Um, because F- Fowler just, it didn't even look like it was an effort to him, did it? Nope. And for me, like the, the goal against Villa, when he gets put in by McManaman, and he hits it with his left, and it's going nowhere else other than top bins. Do you remember the goal? Oh, the flick past Thornton. Uh, no, I'm sure it was McManaman that put him in. And I, I could be mistaken, but I just remember Robbie taking a couple of steps with his left and hitting an absolute rocket. It was against, against Villa. Villa. I think it was yeah, against Villa. Yeah, McManaman plays it to him and he he, he he kind of flicks a pass Staunton at the cop end. Ah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then absolutely puts his yeah. foot through it and yeah. just goes Bosnich nowhere else. Has a, has a chance. He, does a, he, do, he scores a brilliant one at Old Trafford um, in the FA Cup semi-final against um, 96 against Villa where... There's a cross comes in and he steps away from the, the whole play, gets headed out to him on the edge of the box, just takes her on his chest and hits a left foot loop and volley in off the far post. Again, Bosnich in goal must be coursing him. But he was so good. Like, 
what made him your favourite? Was it was it the fact that where he was from? You know, um, left footed. What was it? Um, uh, what made him my favourite was um, because even still to this day, if someone asked him to put his boots on, he'd be there. Even though he's, there's, there's no way he's getting on the pitch. He he was uh, a local lad. Um, he he was the only player I've really really seen other than Gerard that's been like I don't care how much you pay me. I want to be in this shirt. I want to be on this pitch. Watch what I can do. And I hated the fact that he never really got a decent shout with England. Um, I hate it. I'll forgive him. I'll forgive him going Man City. Um, that's the only thing I'll, uh, I'll I'll forgive him for for, for playing for them. Uh, and also. Even though Mane beat his fastest hat trick, mm. um, he didn't do it against Arsenal that were in their pomp at the time. He didn't do it against. They didn't do it against David Seaman, Robbie Fowler, um, left, left, and right. He got a little bit lucky with the third because it came back off the keeper and he puts it in with his right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought he he had because obviously everything could be taught, <laughs> everything can be coached into players these days. Whereas for him. It was just a natural ability to score goals. Hmm. And he obviously learned it from Rush, and that's obviously that came into it. But it was more like, um, for me, I just every time I watched him play, I just thought I knew he was going to do something special. Yeah. The, the thing about when you go back and watch Rush is, is that I know what you're saying about Fowler getting into um, good positions and, and natural. And, you know, I don't. He, he was just a brilliantly natural finisher, and, and and the reason that stood out was he he scored from all different types of positions, where Rush was was like a machine, you know. Yeah. When when someone got a ball, Rush knew I need to be in that position ASAP, and they'll find me because he was playing with great quality. Um, and nine times out of ten, if you if you put the ball to Rush, or put it in an area, Rush will be there. You know. Yeah. He 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 was a, he was a, he was a very good um. For me, when I like watching him back, Rush was very, he was a very good penalty box striker. Don't get me wrong, he could, you know, he, you know, one of this fox in the box stuff. He was good at it. But the team what made it for for Rush was with me for me anyway was if a player had it on the right wing or the left wing or inside right or inside left, and he looked up, Rush would go, "I'll just pull off the back of this defender, and I'll just do enough where I'm keeping myself, you know, not too far wide of the goal." But I'm also giving myself just enough time to control this and score. And he was clinical. Like he just hit backs of the net, bang, 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 in side nettings, bang, 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 in off the post, bang, bang, bang. He was so good. Whereas Fowler, you know, there's one at West Ham going back, I want to say 90, I want to say 98, because I think it's that kind of bright yellow jersey we had with the round crest. So mm-hmm. I want to say around 98, 99, I can vision, um, Carlo that was an awesome top, by the way. Yeah, I can, I can vision Carl Hines in it. But there's one against West Ham where it literally just drops down from a header. And he's like literally horizontal on the edge of the box to, to arch himself at this ball so he can get full power on it and puts it across the keeper into the far corner. And it's early on in the season because I remember it's really, really sunny. Or it could be late on in the season because it's really, really sunny. But, you know, Torres was brilliant. Torres was a, was a machine. Yes. And Torres was... was so fast over the ground, he was like a, he was like a thoroughbred racehorse over the ground, um, and he was a really good finisher. He could head the ball, he did everything. Um, but I, I couldn't look past Rush as the best, and I couldn't look past Fowler as the most natural. You know, because even when you watch, 
try watch Rush finishes and Fowler finishes. You you can see Rush. It's all about the angles and it's all about where in yeah, the yeah. where you do, do. You know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? Like, no, I'm not saying Fowler right. didn't know where to be, or but Fowler could improv. Fowler liked improvising a bit more. I think you know Fowler would say, "I'll yeah, I won't go now. I'll wait, 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 and then I'll I might have to improvise a bit." And he had. He had some brilliant finishes and chip finishes, you know, outside of the foot. He, he had the lot. Whereas when you watch Rush, Rush was just like, Rush was just so switched on. And he, he was literally, he was like the manual of, of he was, if you're writing a manual on centre forward, he was it. Because yeah. not only, not only was he a brilliant finisher, Rush was, was the original man that pressed defences. He would run channels and had unbelievable pace as well. But I'm delighted you brought up Fowler because I, I just think he was, some of the goals he scored and, some of the big goals he scored, and and, and see, see that's the, that's the point uh, because obviously you've said Rush is a machine, and 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 I get it, he is a machine, but I think Fowler was probably the first forward I saw that that did something a little different. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably yeah. I I'll give you that. Yeah, I will give you that. Yes. And, and you know what? The all of that merit scoring goals. Rush is three hundred and forty six yeah. for Liverpool. Fowler's probably up around. Is he at one eighty or somewhere around there? But. But when you look at the types of goals they scored, you'd probably back rush over anybody, given a yeah, chance. Yeah, I give you that. Yeah, yeah. But if it was a tight angle or something different that had to be done, that's where the natural stuff comes out. Where Fowler would naturally yeah. just do something the outside of his left foot and put it in the far corner. Do you know what I mean? Like if you watch that one against them, um, do you remember the Newcastle game, the 4 3 game? The fourth yeah. one. And. Mm-hmm. Liverpool are one nil up, and they end up going. Ginola equalises. No, no, he doesn't. Um, Ferdinand, Ferdinand equalises. Ginola makes it two one. Um, we go two two. We go two two. Through Fowler, and that ball comes across the box from McManaman, and he's running onto it. He's running towards it, and he lets it come across his body and hits it with the outside of his left foot and sweeps it into the. the the corner past Cernicek, like you know, or past yeah, yeah. um it is a Cernicek or Hislop. Um, um uh, Hislop, I want to say, in the fourth yeah. game. Um but but stuff like that, you know, he ends up do you remember he runs and he kind of slides in, on his chest into the net after the ball and stuff. And yeah. just stuff like that, it it was like you see great finishers, clinical finishers, but when you see him it's like he's just like you said, he's just doing that's something different. And maybe sometimes he doesn't need to do something different. He could just put his foot through it, but like, do you remember the one against Charlton to secure Champions League where he just overhead kicks it into the net? Like, you know, uh, most yeah, players yeah, are yeah, struggling yeah. on that and trying to hit it, but yeah, yeah. Fowler's a brilliant. He, does, he, does, he doesn't even get a good, he doesn't even get a good connection. It's literally just like a like a hook it up, yeah, and it literally just comes under the bar, yeah, yeah. No, and he, he I, scores I he scores that one away in Europe as well. Um, uh, early Alves. days, no, oh, really early. Is a Tromso where he where the ball is played. Kind of headed inside to him and he flicks it over his head and runs onto it and buries it. Um, it's oh, really, oh, I want to say just remind, 95. You've just reminded me of that. You've just reminded me of that. That is probably one of his best goals. Yeah. The audacity, the audacity yeah. to just flick it, run on and just bang it. Yeah. I mean, that's what the only person that's close to him that I've seen in a, in a Liverpool shirt was Suarez. Yeah. For doing the, doing the mad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, Fowler was, um, Fowler was great. And that day, you know, and it's funny you mention England because, like, Fowler in his prime, prime Liverpool Fowler is probably 94 to 90, I would say, 7. Right? Yeah, 97, 98. Yeah. Yeah. So, 94, 95, I think, is when he does the, the hat trick against Arsenal. Um, 
No, it could be a bit earlier than that. 1994. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you look who we had up against them, you know, you had, like, Shearer comes on the, on, on the scene in 93 for Southampton. He ends up going to Blackburn. He wins the league title in 95. Yeah. He's never going to be anywhere else but England's main striker, Euro 96. Sheringham was obviously complimenting them. And you know what? It was probably just... I think he would... It, Keegan takes over England in 99, I think, right? Or 2000 or whatever it is. I think if Keegan... Get a couple of games. Yeah, Keegan, of games Keegan, ends, Keegan, up, Keegan ends up um, resigning after they get beaten. Do you remember that? Was it the last game at Wembley against Germany? Haman actually scores on the day. But yeah. I think if Keegan had taken that Liverpool, or that England job, say around the time he was at Newcastle, I think Fowler would have got much more time at England. Um, I, I think, think Fowler was looked upon as a bit of a risk by England because he was a bit, you know, one of the lads. And yeah. but at the end of the day, like, put him in front of goal and, and he'd kill you. And and the other thing was, he started getting injuries then and it kind of got away from him. And the yeah. whole England thing, but he was absolutely brilliant. And and that day in particular, the two all against United, you know, everyone everyone forgot about Cantona by the end of the day. I'm nearly sure yeah. it's the Cantona comeback game, but everyone forgets it. It is about, because... They beat us in the final in um, no no didn't ninety five was the Everton final wasn't it? Yeah, but ninety six is the final against us. But he comes back in October yeah, yeah. ninety five, and he, he right. plays and he beat us in the final. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and we're in the same jerseys, the green and green and white. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, uh, nobody remembers anyone after that game but Robbie Fowler. You know, nobody he was he was just that good. But um, three great memories. Oh, he's brilliant. And you see him around the club a little bit now. You see him doing stuff with the club now again. He was over in Australia, wasn't he, doing some management? And he's come yeah, back yeah. and he might look to get into management again. or you know. But at the moment, he's kind of a little bit of an ambassadorial role, I think, at Liverpool at the moment. And, and it's great to see him back. And you never Remember know. He might... his chance in the cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he, yeah and, he, and you know what? He might, he, might, um, he, might, he might dip his toe into the managerial thing again. And... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he gets on, but Fowler's a great show. I'm delighted with your first game, and I have to be honest with you, um, the Arsenal one, yeah, that's a brilliant show, because I don't think it's spoken about that night in particular. I don't think it's spoken about enough. Um, we're going to leave it there. We've done 41 minutes, which is bang on, bang on time. Um, Pierre, I'd like to thank you loads for coming on and doing this. Um, I'm sure there'll be people lining up to do episode four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Hopefully, um, but we're doing this on a real basis of where people just come along. And go, I love to do that, and we're letting them on. You know, we we haven't really planned that around it. We're just looking to put out the ten episodes and and see how they get on. They've been received really well so far. Um, I'm sure this one will as well. So, um, Pierre, thanks a million for joining me tonight. Uh, you're very welcome. I've really enjoyed it. To be fair, relive some good memories. Good, yeah. I love looking back at the old stuff and seeing how much you remember or don't remember. But I'm still. In my own head, for about 25 minutes of this, I'm trying to think, um, was it Branco that scored for Genoa? Um, was it definitely against Tony Hooper? And was it in 1992? <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm gonna say I'm 90% sure it was. Oh, let's wait and see. That's been in my life from the LFC Day Trippers. Um, please, if you're listening to this, um, 
you know, give us a, rev- a review on, on any whatever app you're listening on. Give us a five-star review. It helps us get us out there a little bit more. And at the end of your review, if you want to tell us your favourite Liverpool moment, we try to pick up a few and um, kind of do a whole bundle at the end of this series of all the different moments that people want to talk about. That's it. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.